what up, it's your girl Ruby, and I'm your wife. The problem isn't that you bought waffles, it's that you ate all of them. Thank you for listening to episode 6 of Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Ranger. Wear your seatbelts, kids. Previously. Do you want to have fun with me and Shin and Cal and we're all gonna go on up to an undisclosed location that I can't tell you about until the, the time of the meeting and then do something that I can't describe any more information about? Seems sketchy, Reese. Yeah. So I'm assuming this is a... It's short notice, probably something dangerous. Ideally, it's not dangerous in the slightest. You get a knock on your door at around 7 a.m. Yeah, who is it? Cal, it's me. This is Tippy Thompson. I need to ask you a very important favor. So why do you need into the labs? I got a very good tip off that something suspicious is happening underneath the labs. And what's in it for me? What What if someone dies? What if, if, if we don't help out? What if someone dies, okay? Cal, would you be able to live with that? These are people who are dressed in all black, people who are dressed in turtlenecks and black slacks. And they are actually loading things from underneath from this stuff. And they're actually starting to load them out and head out through uh, another one of those side exits. They're a large guy with five o'clock shadow, Superman hair. He's wearing a turtleneck and gray pants. There actually is a stamp on all the boxes that says Bowen Humanicorn. Team, this is this is my boss. This is Saul right here. Well, it's nice to welcome you a little bit to the team. I guess you can say I'm your boss, sort of. So I just found what looks like a body. When you look over, you happen to see a man with five o'clock shadow and a strong Superman-like jaw. He's wearing a black turtleneck and gray slacks. Their pulse is still going and they actually start stirring, but they look like they're sweating and they look like they're about to like start convulsing. Cow's gonna immediately go for Thurman Octopus, restorative ray. You try to use it and you feel like for whatever reason, as you're trying to use your magic, nothing happens. As you're following Tippy and you're going back up to the roof, looking uh, down at the loading bay with the truck that's being loaded up, you actually look down and you see Reese, John, and Shin all board the back end of the truck. If the if the truck like starts to drive away, like the one, uh, I want Cal to jump on top of the roof of like the big truck. So he's gonna like see this truck start up, turn to Tippy. You want a story? I'll get you a story. One arm on like a railing, like a metal bar railing, hops over. There's like a little like steep, got slanted roof. It'll slide down it to get to the end, jump off as just as the truck starts moving, land on it, roll, and then like flatten down on top of it. Tippy like looks out and she can't even say anything. She just like hands over her mouth a gate. And then I'll put my thumb up in the air and be like, and wave to her. <laughs> she just reflexively puts a thumbs up and waves back. So I assume this is like a like a semi truck, right? Yeah, this is definitely a semi. Yeah. So he's on the like the back of the like the big semi part, yeah. Or on top of the big semi part. Mm -hmm. 
three of you are in the back of the truck. Nobody else back there. It's just the three of you. You're surrounded by boxes. And in fact, there's one box at the very back that is held secure in place with a shit ton of straps and actually has locks and chains around the giant box as well. It's like three foot by three foot. And it has uh, multiple stamps that say Bow and Humanicore across it. I am writing on the boxes Reese sucks with my pen. I'm glad we've uh, I'm glad we've established that this is a elementary school level of uh, of distaste between us now. I'm glad you want to be on my best behavior. I guess you're not saying it out loud to my boss. You're just writing it down in the open on secure boxes. I don't know what the hell you'd call this shit. Crate. Yes, because I couldn't think of the word crate. Alright. We're gonna have to apparently neither of y'all can act like adults here. Uh, I'm trying my hardest to act like an adult. I asked for everyone to be on their best behavior. He's the one drawing little scribbles on the side of crates. On the side of crates. Saying about how much I suck. How am I not being an adult in the... Well, first off, you do suck. Secondly. um, Okay, okay, no, 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 you tell me. How do I suck? You tell me what's so sucky about this. That's my fault somehow. The last time I checked, we're a team, right? We're supposed to be a team. Uh, You don't bring up something last minute to a team and expect everyone to do it because you've already agreed to it. That's not how a team works. Secondly. That's how this team works. I'm sorry. Okay. That's not a good team. It's a good team that's going to die. That's what's going to happen. Because I don't know if you know this, but we only get one life. We don't get more than two. No, trust me. I'm, I'm very aware of only getting one life. Right. And I don't feel like dying. Because you decide to pull up something last minute, and I don't it's feel like... It's not something I decided. It's something that has been decided for me, that that we have to do, okay? You can always say no. <laughs> Look at the side of that box. Do you know what that box says? Something stupid on it. It um, says Reese sucks. Let me actually... No. How about this? How about I tell you this right now? How about I actually come open this? I work for Bowen Humanicore. Probably never heard of them before. At least you haven't, John. I work at Bowen Humanicore. I work for Saul Joy. Saul Joy works for... God, I can't even remember who the person who took the... Point is, Saul Joy works for someone. That person works for someone. That person that someone works for is my mom. Okay? This is family business for me. I am here. I have been given these devices. I have been given these drivers with the objective of protect people. I had asked for as much as I possibly could, as much freedom, as much leash as I could get. I was allowed to pick my team, and I picked you, John, and I picked I picked Stick, okay? And things didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to. But here we are. We have a team now. And I'm trying my hardest to make things still work. 
I did not want to say yes to this. I said yes because I had to. Should have been honest in the first place. Yeah, no, there's a lot of reasons why I could because I didn't get to pick my team. Because all of you don't know what that means. And he's pointing over at, like, the Bowen Humanicore symbol right on the side of the uh, crate. Well, we're locked in a room, uh, a back of a truck together. How about explaining it to us, Reese? Okay. John, you're... You're not from Bahamut's Bay. Do you know what Bahamut's Bay was like about... 20 years ago? 30 years ago? Uh, no. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like anything 40 years ago. In fact, it was a tiny little shipping town. All it was good for was passing things through from Washington down to California. It was a nice little facility that you could drop stuff off at. A little bit of fishing little bit of nothing else. It became something because of Bowen Human. It became something because of what our mission is. Our mission... Our mission is to stop what happened in Royal Stoke from ever happening again. Our mission is to stop whatever's about to happen in Bahamut's Bay. Our mission is to prevent whatever it is that's going to happen anywhere else. We, we're here to be the heroes that you couldn't be, John. How about that? A little rude. I thought I was a pretty great hero. Sure, sure. I mean, Seattle's still there. It's not destroyed. It's a pretty nice place, last time I checked. So, you know, succeeded. Bahamas Bay is pretty much owned by Humanicore. Reese, was that? Long short of it is. Pretty much. Cool. It's a company town. This is the company. This is the company I work for. This is the company all of you work for, okay? By by accepting the devices, by accepting the drivers, you've accepted all of that responsibility, too. Good thing I'm just borrowing mine. Is there a 401k or a health plan? Well, I guess we're more like contractors in this. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, if that's the case, Shan, I'm going to need you to act like an adult as well. No Not more fighting with Reese. Not going to happen. Well, but kind of screwed the pooch on that one. I wouldn't say I was the one who did that. Look, I don't know what happened between y'all. But you're gonna have to suck it up. We got a lot of people that's at stake. Happening. No, no, no. It's fine. Shin's always been stuck in the past. He's never been able to get over anything. It's fine. We don't have to have him get over anything. Frankly, Shin, you're lucky to be here. Maybe I should have had you being home. This would have been fine. Me. You know what? Next time I'll make certain not to. Next time I'll make certain to see if I can't. You're just borrowing it. I'll see if I can't take it back from. You. We'll find someone. How about that? Is that so much more to your liking? As much as I'm borrowing it, you can't have it. So, you don't want to give it up, but you don't want to be a part of the team. Well, I'm fine being part of the team, 
I'm just not fine being part of Reese's schemes. This is a scheme, man. What do you... What do you think we used to do? What do you mean? When you told us to grow up. What do you think we did? This is what we did. I can't deal with this right now. Let's just get this day done with. Yeah, okay. Let's... I think at that exact moment, the truck completely jackknifed. Cal, you're up on top of the roof. Oh, no. <laughs> and you have I'm going to no need you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need you uh, to tell me when you're uh, up on the roof. As I was going to start... ask, like, oh, wait, oh, I was going to ask earlier when I got on the roof, is there like a hatch to get inside the big box of the semi truck? I'm going to say there is, and it's completely padlocked. Hmm. Darn it. I'm also I can't use my be where I need to be by of... getting inside <laughs> to get inside the truck. <laughs> while you're up on top of the truck, we're going to go back in time a little bit before the jackknife. Mm-hmm. What's your first? So you're going around, you're looking at, there's a hatch on the top of the roof. It's padlocked. Mm-hmm. There is... Obviously, there is the front, but inside the front are the two people, the Superman-looking guy and the guy in the brown suspenders. Mm -hmm. And there's no other discernible way into the truck, and you are on the top. They have a sunroof, and is it open? There is no sunroof. Are the windows open? No, I'm going to say they're closed. I can't hear anything from the truck. I guess not because it's really loud. The only thing you can hear is wind as as this truck is doing like 80 on the highway and you are just barely hanging on. Knowing how semi-trucks' backs are opened, I don't think Cal would open it from a lot of driving trucks, so... No. I guess Cal's just going to hang on for dear life and look around at where they're going. I'm going to say in order to hang on and look around, give me either a wits or a courage roll. Cal would not be using his wits for this. He'd be just holding on with pure strength. His natural given strength. Three. God. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say truck hits a bump early on. And before you even get to the on-ramp, you start getting knocked off. As you're being knocked off, you are able to just barely hang on by reaching on to the very, very back of the truck. You are now, like, basically almost hitting, like, the tires and the road. And you're hanging behind it. And there are cars around this that can (laughs) see you just barely hanging on. Also take one harm. (laughs) I figured out. Yeah, one harm. Okay. What do you do? Hmm. It was not a very well thought out. As, as he's like barely hanging over your life, Kyle's like, maybe this wasn't the greatest idea I've ever had. So there's like cars all around him, basically, right? Yeah. There's going to be cars near the freeway. There's like a few cars behind him, a few cars to the side on the uh, leftmost lane. I guess Kyle's going to attempt to get back on top because he's like hanging on the back now, right? Or is he still on top? You're hanging on the back for sure. Okay. Ooh. But that'll give him away. Dang it. I guess he's already kind of given away. He's going to... Ooh. <laughs> okay. So I have an idea that's going to be pretty crazy. 
Okay. I like crazy. Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna attempt to use the powers to stop the tube. He's gonna attempt to use grip of the octopus to stop the back two tires. Basically, like slam on the brakes of the back two tires. Okay. By like lift by like pushing them into the pavement, basically. Okay. And is it gets minus one from being out suit, right? Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I think we know why the truck jackknife. <laughs> I have a feeling too. You're hanging on until you actually hit the freeway, and you're now starting to be like moving up and down the coastal beach area. Mm -hmm. While you're moving around that, that's whenever you do this. Truck jackknifes, and you go flying off into the tree line. <laughs> oh, great. With this, you definitely take, like, two harm. But when I'm abnormal now. I think at abnormal, whenever you're out of suit... Roll chroma minus two. Seven. Okay. At least I didn't fill that one too. Next time you roll for like, like if, if you're trying to transform or you're trying to use any kind of chroma power, something bad's going to happen no matter what. Even if Great. you roll a success, something bad will happen. Great. I'm also going to say you are like actually injured. Yeah. Your arm is defo broken. Okay. Arm's broken, wrist is sore. Yeah. <laughs> you are, you are worse day. for the wear, and you're <laughs> in the tree line. So he's like, uh, oh, great. Great. Perfect. John Shinu, inside the truck. We're going to need both of you to roll courage to see how you respond to this truck jackknifing and going into the tree line. Alrighty. Well, John definitely does pretty good. With a 10, John definitely survives this. Shin, I'm going to give you a choice. As this thing is jackknifing, you actually see Reese about to get pinned by a crate. You can either push the crate out of the way and potentially hurt yourself a little, or you can let the crate pin Reese but Reese watches you let the crate pin them. Shin hesitates a bit, but he does push the crate away. Okay. Reese looks over at Shin and just kind of has like an odd look as Shin lands really, really badly on a crate. Take one harm. Everything just kind of stops for a moment as everyone just kind of starts staggering back up to their feet. John, you're perfectly fine. You showed that you are truly a veteran by just busting this one out. What do you do first? John is gonna uh, look to see if Shin and Reese are okay. Um, I mean, as well as they can be for a jackknife truck. Um, they look like they're okay. Not Nothing broken. Well, Shin... Shin's probably just slightly hurt. Okay. Oh. Reese, Reese is definitely has been hit in the side of their head on the edge of a crate and is now bleeding from their temple. I've got one hell of a headache. Uh, 
Why do you sound like a Charlie Brown character? That's called a concussion. You'll be fine. Mm. Uh, John ha- gives him his um. I'm trying to think what it's like a uh, it's like what you it's like a bandana, but not really a bandana, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he puts that around Reese's head, and he unlocks. Is there a way to open the back door from the inside? It's not even locked from the inside. Like it's locked from the outside, and you can definitely just push it open. Like it's it's one of the, it's like it's like any regular like door. It's unlocked, and you can just open it from the inside. Mm-hmm. He's gonna open it and, and see what's going on. Okay. As you open it, you actually do see like that the truck is literally in the tree line, and you're about six to seven feet above the ground, and just kind of suspended. Cool. Y'all don't move too much. Reese immediately starts getting up. Hey, um, I feel like I shouldn't be sitting down right now. And you can feel the truck just start to wean back and forth. Yeah, I'm going to need y'all to stay real still because we're on like a... Have y'all ever seen the Italian job with the bus on the edge of a cliff? I had to think for a moment and realize, oh no, that movie, there, there, there's, there is the one from the 70s. I was thinking of the one from the like 2003. Yeah, no, we're referencing the 70s one. With the what? What were it? Like the uh, VW minis? No, they were still the mini coupes, just the 70s model. Okay. Uh, yeah, because so we're on like we're kind of balancing in the back of the truck. So when I say move, we're all gonna run out and hop out the back. And so we don't die. Sound good? Reese yeah. nods and actually hands a hand down to uh, Shinu. Hey, let's get out of here. Yeah, I'll punch you later. Yeah, I'll, I'll deck you back one, two. So let's all do this at once. On three. One, two, three, move. And then he... Wait, what about Henri? <laughs> John is just... <laughs> I'm imagining John <laughs> and Sinu just immediately like running towards the end and Reese having a moment of like, wait, what? Oh, it just immediately runs like afterwards as the like trailer actually starts sinking down. Okay. Uh, as y'all are jumping out from the back of the truck, I want both of you to roll courage. Cool. Okay. Both of you rolled a 10 and a 12. Oh. With that, I I want you both to tell me how cool of an exit y'all make. John can go first. John's is pretty simple. He just hops down, and once he gets around, he rolls forward, and then, um, like he's gonna essentially get out of the way so that Reese and Shin can follow and do whatever they need to do. Okay. Well, let's see what Sin does to make certain that like they. They they one up it okay because you need to one up that. Oh yeah, not only is it a leap out of the tr- truck, it is a flip in the air. He go going at least ten feet away from the vehicle. Like just how is this possible? As he hits, as he lands on the ground, his feet stick, and as he spins around, he pulls out a pair of sunglasses from his jacket, puts them on his. <laughs> His scarf flailing in the wind. He stops. The, the lenses of his glasses <laughs> pop out. 
he goes, damn, I guess these ones broke in the crash. He throws them away and pulls out another pair and puts them on. Okay, roll courage to see if they're broken. I'm kidding. I'm assuming the other pair. Of... Oh, of course. Perfectly fine. Was that one up enough? Yes, absolutely. Reese gets to the very, very back of it, looks down, and just does like a short hop off. And when they land, they just land down onto the ground and kind of like fall onto their hands a bit and then stands back up. Look really, really dizzy. They look out. Hey, I feel like we should keep running. Yeah, we might want to make sure that the drivers are okay. And like, is it, it's, you said the truck was in the tree line. Is there like the cab just like in trees, like annihilated? You can't currently see what it looks like because of like the angle y'all are at, but you can assume the cab is probably still. I'm going to go look at the cab drivers. You see if, uh, uh, do we, do we have to? Nick and Danny are fucking happy. Oh, I mean, sure, but, like, we're still good people, Reese. I can't have just said the things I said, and... John, why you gotta be right about this? See if, if y'all can get in touch with Cal. We may need him to hustle on over. At this point, Shin lifts his arm and presses down on the dive watch, just screams into it, Where are you, Cal? Y'all hear it echoing from like a few, like like about like thirty feet away behind you. Well, <laughs> all right. So y'all go check the cab drivers. I'm gonna go check on Cal. You hear like a weak voice uh, back in the intercom. All right, close by. <clears throat> As y'all are going over to like look at Cal, because I assume everyone's like running over. Yes, I'm running over. I'm ignoring. The uh, the instruction from father. <laughs> Cal, <laughs> roll chroma. Ten. When Reese actually comes over to run over to see if you're okay first, you instinctively reach out and grab like onto Reese's arm, and you feel. Your life force begin to rejuvenate reflexively, not realizing what you're doing. In fact, you feel yourself just feel incredible from this moment, actually. Bring yourself back up to full health and then gain plus one ongoing. Reese falls to the ground unconscious. Oh, I f- mm. hey, Gal, you, you, um. John and Shin, both of you did not see that. And when you come running up, you just see Reese unconscious on the ground as Cal is standing. Oh, it must have the concussion must have got to him. No, Cal probably didn't hit him. He, no, concussion. He, just, he did suffer a concussion, shit. Uh, probably just passed he out. He suffered worse than just a concussion. Hey, he, hey Cal, do you have that? Like, you, you're able to heal people, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard to use outside of a suit, but I could try. We might want to cause too much unwanted attention to ourselves already than we already have. John fire like picks up recent firemen carries them. Let's go check on the cab drivers. They may need more medical attention. Do you want me to call an ambulance? Yeah. You, is your cell phone? <laughs> do you get? Did you get another cell phone? John, you know I go through a cell phone a week. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I'd get, I'd get an ambulance out here. Should I roll to see if my cell phone survived? You know what? Yes. Roll to see if your cell phone survived. Uh, don't roll modifier of anything. Ten. Yeah, it definitely survived. No, I only need one. Do you know how heavy 90 cell phones are? <laughs> you call up uh, 911, and person on the other side goes, 911, what's the emergency? There was a car crash. We've got at least one injured. Where are you currently located? That is a good question. I was in said car crash. <laughs> Do you know where that car crash is? What road? I look around to see if there's any signs that uh, indicate which road we're on. None. You're in you're in the tree line and you do see the ocean. I I relay as much information about the surroundings as I can. Ma'am, please, can you can you tell us anything else? Uh, weren't we getting on the highway? Wasn't that part of the trip? I assume that like Shin just said that they're on the highway. Yeah, like I'm giving as much information as I can glean from where we are, because we, I, I don't. It doesn't strike me that the vehicle we're in had windows. And Reese might have known where they were going, but like y'all don't even know if you are on the like north or south highway, except maybe Cal. Cal, where are we at? Like, <laughs> you were on top of the truck, so that, <laughs> or like near the truck, somehow, like. Where are we? Did Cal uh, and his mad uh, scramble to hold on for dear life? Did you see any? Did you remember seeing any signs? Roll or... wits to see if you saw any signs. Nope, you didn't see nope. shit. I you, saw you... some rocks. With with the three, <laughs> with the three, you might have seen a truck. I don't know. I saw some. No, you trucks. might have saw the truck you were on. <laughs> <laughs> I think you spent most of that time with your eyes close tightly <laughs> or face up against the, the metal of the back of the semi <laughs> okay yep <laughs> all right well mm, um mm. do we got a flare gun ma'am we, we we can't send anybody out there for you on unless we have any distinction do you know if you're on the north or the south highway yes <laughs> we'll try our best to send rescue teams based upon any other calls we will get in, we might not be able to get to you in time. Please stay on the line. Roll courage. Ruby, that's to me? Yeah. 13. Yeah, with a 13, I want you to tell me how cool it looks when you dodge a spear thrown directly at all four of you. So I'm still on the phone. And as this spear is coming, I just happen to turn and just pacing. It just sails behind me. I don't even notice it. You Mr. Magoo it. Yeah. Okay, so a spear is directly thrown at you. John, what do you do? This just got interesting. He's gonna transform. Okay. Roll chroma. Five. Well, hmm. You're gonna try and transform? And in your attempt to, you're immediately just tackled down to the ground by a giant figure with this massive arm that just, this arm itself is like the size of your body, and it slams you directly down to the ground. Yep, should have put Reese down. Yeah, you and Reese are both slammed to the ground. Take two harm. Cool. Cal, what do you do? Kyle, upon seeing 
this giant arm come out of nowhere, a spear being thrown, immediately transforms. <laughs> you roll that good karma. With a uh, 14, 14, I'm going to say, with a single... You know what? No. <laughs> you're going to say. Tell me how cool this transformation is. Describe it to me with Sailor Moon accuracy. Off Cal's clothes immediately burst into flame and disappear off his body. Uh, he gets risen up into the air five feet. Water is splashing into her all around. And this orange, dazzling ranger falls down in a battle stance, crackling with energy. Dive in! Eight arms of the octopus. Dive ranger number two. Orange diver. Bitchin'. I'm also going to let you, with with that good of a success, I'm also going to let you get one free pot shot on the enemy that you see around you. And in fact, you get just like in a moment as you transform, time seems to have slipped around you. And you can actually see this thing. You see its face covered in barnacle-like eyes. The whole body is covered in netting with deformities all around it. like. Fingers coming out of their shoulders and more of these barnacle-like eyes covering their chest. Along their giant arm, there is actually a several number of those spears that you saw thrown before protruding like they're made out of bone and seaweed. Mm -hmm. And around them is the tattered remains of a black turtleneck. And you get one free attack against like so i could just use one free spell basically oh no no like like you get to attack right now yeah you still have to just attack attack. i still get the plus uh yes one ongoing right cal's gonna use third arm of the octopus grip of the octopus can you tell for the audience at home what that means Ooh, 15 (laughs) goodness yeah no not just not just tell us what it means. Okay. Tell us how cool this attack is. Okay, so recently, Cal has felt this, this ability grow stronger. And it uh, now has an illusory effect. So immediately upon transforming, Cal appears to morph and grow and grow until a, a giant octopus is like sitting there. And suddenly, trees are in each of its uh, eight tentacle arms. And are being slammed down one by one as like spears on this beast. Inside your head, you actually hear a voice. I never liked that guy anyway. Yeah, no, you deal uh, just a shit ton of damage to this thing. And it's now completely pinned down by all these spear-like trees just holding it together. But while it's pinned down, they also have... On underneath their arm, John and Reese pinned out. Sydney, what do you do? After I stop laughing at Reese's pain, I uh, I I trans I try to transform. Okay. Got a nine. With a nine, I'm gonna say you transform normal way. Everything's kind of cool. Water comes splashing around you. You feel it completely cleanse over you as the helmet forms around your face. And you feel the ocean around you, turbulent. But yet, in the back, you actually see a figure. You see not the 
scopey fish that you're anticipating. But instead, you see a much more fearsome creature. And it looks directly into your eyes, and it says sternly, You don't belong. And then you're back into the world. And you're just a little dazed. Because you were not expecting that. With that done, another thing, a presence that you can't quite see, either of you, appears in the tree line and strikes out and attacks Cal. Cal, roll courage. So by now, the giant octopus has disappeared, right? I'm going to say it's still around. Does he attack the octopus or Cal? He attacks Cal directly. Damn it. <laughs> oh, well. So what do you want me to roll? Uh, roll courage. With the plus two, it's something with plus one ongoing. It's ten. Okay. With ten, you... Yeah, you tell me how you... Uh... Something tries to grab you. You tell me how it fails to grab you. He tries to grab me, and uh, Kyle hears a strange voice sounding similar to Macho Man, Randy Savage, and says, It says, Ooh, yeah! <laughs> you tell me what I need to say. And, uh, no, he, oh, that's all he said. Oh, that's all he says. Oh, does he say something about the guy we're fighting? Besides, I never liked him. Okay, so yeah, before he was all like, Ooh, yeah, I never liked that guy. And with this one, he just kind of whispers in your ear like, Ooh, don't let him touch you. You won't like that. Okay, so then Cal jumps back away from the guy he was fighting, and uh, this other person trying to grab him misses. Okay. John, you were underneath a giant arm? while still trying to hold Reese. So Reese's weight is on you, and then also an arm's weight is on you. But then also this thing is being pinned down by trees. And so all of this is happening on top of you. Right. How you doing? Well, this is honestly not the worst spot he's ever been in. Um, it's pretty bad, but it's not the worst. So is Reese, like protected though like is is john essentially oh no like... reese is being crushed like like and oh, you can actually right. feel reese is actually being hurt probably by the like arm on top of you then you are so this is my idea um john wants to essentially transform and have Salau stick straight into the hand so it releases reese and john and then john is going to do whatever he can to get Reese out of there. Roll Chroma and just know you better succeed. Okay. Right. I'm going to use a Destiny counter. <laughs> With the five? Yeah, no, I can see why. Okay, so then tell me tell me about your transformation. So, um, at first, like it feels like there's a raging ocean around John. Because he's trapped, he's he's trying to protect his his teammate, and this just going all wrong, and he feels himself like he, he hears Salo yelling at him, and then he feel he calms himself down, and then the sea gets quiet, and he transforms, and then Salo's in his hand stabbing straight through Barnacle Man's hand. Okay, and he, stabbing through Barnacle Man. 
Yes, John, that's what we need to do! Stab through him! Alright then, let's keep going. Uh, and so, he picks up Brees in one arm, and cuts his way out. Roll boldness to see if you're able to do that. If you're able to actually cut all the way through. Ten. With a ten, yeah, no. You you literally cut all the way through this arm. You cut out of this misshapen arm. It has a giant Reese and John and Selau shaped hole right through the entire arm. And you're now standing like Buster Keaton inside this arm. As the eyes across its chest and shoulders and face all look directly at you. Should I do the, the call now? Yes, you can do the call. Okay. Dive in. Sword of the Marlin. Dive Ranger number three. Navy Diver. Shinu, what do you do? I am going to... So we've got one attack pinned down by John and the other one near Cal trying to attack him. Uh-huh. I am going to... Uh, try and stab the one that's pinned down in the face with my uh, special weapon. Okay. The dragon fangs. Roll bonus. Seven. As you're going to actually stab this thing right in the face, you actually hear not just the sound of the cell phone, and you can't actually hear what it's being said, just a murmur in the background, but you then also hear sirens coming through across the highway this is enough to like kind of distract you Mm -hmm. and it's just enough to where not only are you just like distracted enough but as you are going to like stab this thing in the face its other arm grabs onto your like collar and now you're grabbed by the throat while you've stabbed it into the face and you've like taken out a few of its barnacle eyes Cal, what do you do? So, um, what does the person that attacked me look like? You can't see. You you get hmm. the feeling that they're around you, but you cannot see them. Let's see. Cal will use first armor of the octopus, inky darkness. Okay. Tell the audience what that do and what it is. So, first armor of the octopus, inky darkness. What is your power, and what does it do? So it's it's a it's like an ink black darkness that spreads around from starting from his hands and cloaking his body, and it uh, absorbs incoming attacks while like bending light around him, making him hard to see. Okay, you roll that good old chroma. I got thirteen. Oh my gosh, these rolls today. <laughs> Not only does it completely cover you, just completely bending light around you and making it so that nothing around you, like your entire image is completely invisible. But you can also, as this ink is around you, you can now actually not just get a sense for where this thing is, but also you kind of can focus in on it more than you could have before. And as you're taking a look at it, you see a bloated, 
fishy, scaly body, purple and black across, fetid and drowned, with a choppy, patchy beard that just barely covers its face, missing teeth, and a clearly missing eye. And then you see the remains of brown suspenders just barely hanging off to the side of his otherwise naked chest. And in his hand, you can see a single blade. And they look directly at you. I look directly back at them. Stare down. John, roll courage. Yes, ma'am. Uh, make sure I got the right one. I do. Seven. Do you want to get hurt, or do you want Reese to get hurt? John will get hurt. You sense something bad about to happen, and you just kind of go, whoop, and toss Reese off to the side, as you then feel this arm collapse in around you. Like it completely changes its shape, like Play-Doh, completely crushing you inside of itself as you're lifted up into the air. And so now, uh, Big Dude has both of you in their arm. Cal, you feel a presence. Well, you already saw the presence. You already see it. They look directly at you, and they have a smile on their face. But you can tell it sees you, and he's almost comforted by them. You're a creepy one. They brandish their knife a little bit more. And look at you. Gleaming with a smile of like half the teeth in Creepy. Ugh. Creepy? That that feels so insulting. As I'm looking at a person that looks like a bloody corpse with like half missing teeth and one eye. I didn't choose this form. This form chose. Maybe you're the one that's creepy with that garish costume. Orange. What is that color anyway? That's of the colors. It's better than rotten blue. Again, had I the choice, I wouldn't have made this. Ooh, yeah, this guy, he's a talker. Wear him out with words. And then give him the pile driver! <laughs> so, can, can Cal, like, can Cal, like, think words to this voice in his head? You have no does, idea. Does, does it appear? No, he's gonna try thinking voices, like, who are you? In his head. And does he, doesn't he hear any response? Oh yeah! Don't you recognize me? It's your good buddy, Vane. The guy with the knife looks over at you quizzically as you seem to just kind of be tilting your head while uh, standing there. Is there not something I need to be privy on to? And I'm going to ask uh, Vane, you know this this creepy corpse? <laughs> I'd recognize Chemical Jack anywhere. Ooh, yeah. And Cal's going to speak out loud, so. So why do I have the pleasure of meeting Calico Jack? Calico is taken aback by this. I beg your pardon. Do you happen to know my name? I. I'm rather surprised. So how is it that. A garish little soldier like you 
happens to know the Calico Jack. Instinct. Well, that wasn't quite as dramatic as I was hoping it would be. Chroma Instinct. You want to be more dramatic. So tell me then. What do you want with the wah? The wah? Oh. I only assumed if you knew my name, you'd know the rest of the story. This is rather nice. He lunges at you with his blade forward. Roll courage. I like how I'm having this nice conversation while there's like people stuck, stuck in those barnacle man's arms. A barnacle man, take me by the hand to land. Thirteen. A thirteen? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> this is Cal's episode, I can tell. Uh-huh. So can his sword just be like sucked up into my ink black and just disappear basically? Or get sheared off like halfway? I'm going to say yeah. No, like, like, like they lunge forward trying to stab at you with this blade and the blade literally just dissolves against your inky black exterior. Not only that, but also as it uh, like dissolves, it dissolves into a purplish color. And you get the feeling as, like, toxic air starts, like, pushing out from, like, where the knife was, that that was a poison blade. Oh, that wasn't very nice. Can, can Cal attack? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say Cal can counterattack now. Calico looks back after uh, seeing the knife dissolve. Maybe garish colors have something going for them. Eight. Oh, Ice Lightning Bolt's not going to be very strong, comparatively. <laughs> I'm going to use Second Armor Lock with Stinging Shock. You go to attack to, like, hit with a Lightning Bolt from your hand. And the Lightning Bolt just arcs around this thing. Not even close to touching them. Oh, precious boy, you're trying too hard. They dance around you a little bit now. And reach out and grab even like 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 just just the tip of the the capsule that is your spear reaches out, grabs that, and extends it for themselves, turning it into spear mode. John and Shinu, what do you do? I am going to try and claw at the hand that is holding me. Is the arm wrapped around Joss or John's waist or like just his whole body? Waist. I, I think you have your arms free on top of this thing. Yeah, then uh, John will take sail out and stab, stab, stab. Okay, this is a duo attack. If Sinu went for it, you'd get a plus one to your roll, as well as all of John's potential damage. So then I should roll. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got a nine. Okay, with a nine, you do deal. What is the amount that... I know Sailor can do five damage. Uh, say allow six harm with Ooh, ignoring six, six harm. Yeah, that's correct. How ignoring much damage two armor. can uh, use weapon do? Two ignoring two armor. I, I want y'all to tell me what you're gonna do as this dead, lifeless body smashes to the ground with both of you still held in its arms. 
Um, Try and remove its fingers from my waist so I can walk away from it. I'm imagining like like Shinu just like slicing the fingers off. Yeah. John just uses Sailor to like carve off whatever's holding him. John, that's gross! You're getting all the fish gunk everywhere! I know. It's horrific. Halfway while you're carving it around this thing, and like it's looking up directly at John, all the eyes looking towards you, and you notice it it doesn't have like a mouth or anything. It's just all eyes. And it looks at John, and it just looks sad for a moment as as John is carving into the arm, the arm and the rest of the body just starts oozing into the ground and begins fading into Sargassum, just like Blackbeard did before. Hmm. It's weird. Why was it sad? All right. Cal, you feel the spear smack you right on top of the head. <laughs> How does it feel to have this spear dissolve around with the, like, inky black, like, cloak that you have? It feels like half, feels like a part of my power just got chipped away. Like it was turned into nothingness. I want you to roll chroma. Twelve. As you're doing that, about halfway through, as you're being smacked by this thing, you actually feel all of the inky black cloak cover the, the spear itself and then cover Calico Jack and blast them back into the tree line. You feel not just a part of your power chipped away, but you feel like you can't even summon the, the spear anymore. And the inky black cloak is obviously now been dispelled. What do you do? Can I still, like, see where Calico Jack is, or is he, like, disappeared from a vision again? You can see it. You just see okay. that he has now been blasted into the tree. I, uh, check to see what John and Shinu, Shinu are doing. So I see them, like, climbing out of the goo now, basically. So how are you two doing? I'm sticky. John's going to check on Reese if he's okay. Kyle's going to call out to them. One more left, basically. Reese is off to the side where John threw them. They're rubbing the temples of their head. The other one also bloody now. Just like, I should not be sleeping. I should be awake somewhere. Can someone tell me what's happened? Well, you can keep the handkerchief. Uh, ambulance is going to be on its way. So when it gets here, you get in that and just say you were in a car crash. I was in a car crash, you idiot. <laughs> oh, Do you God. not see the giant dead body around you? What dead body? I see moss. Oh, there used to be a dead body. I have like four concussions just say a giant monster attacked you. That way, you don't look like you were yeah, in no, John, no, why John, would I let say me help you out. I was, why would I say I was in a semi-truck as it crashed? I'll just talk about how 
A giant monster attacked me. John, how long have you been doing this? I think it's rotted your brain. Longer than you have. Cal, what are you going to do? Uh, is uh, Calico Jack, like, stop moving, basically? Yeah, Calico Jack, exactly. is, you, you can't actually see where in the tree line they were smashed to, but you haven't heard any rustling. I'm going to yell to John and Chino. I'm going to go check on the last guy over here that we're fighting, and then, like, run over and look for him. When you run on over, you see the spear broken and just completely piled through like multiple parts of Calico Jack's body. Oof. And like their neck is just snapped and barely hanging on. But their one good eye looks up and looks at you through this like mangled body. Oh well hey there friend. I guess you showed me who's better than Oh yeah, he's a real weird yeah, it didn't quite work out for you, did it, Calico? Not many things in my life have. Truth be told, this probably wasn't going to work out any. Just had to break my spear, too, huh? Had to do something. You can do nothing from now on. And then Cal's going to attempt to seal him. Okay. Roll Chroma. 13. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a Cal episode when he rolls. Plus 12 for most of his rolls. Or below six. You place a hand over top of Calico's forehead, and Calico actually tries to, like, bite you as you do this to completely no avail. Should have tried harder. And then you go back. You go back to a person sitting up in a gallows cage, 30 feet above the ocean, surrounded by skeletal remains as they are being picked away at by birds. And as you look down, you see what was their legs. You're like a third-person viewer watching this body slowly deteriorate until limbs are falling off, until this whole what was a person just suddenly isn't anymore. But through all, you hear gurgling, death rattle. You see something that can't die. You see something that has been cursed to forever be. You see something that was once a person, and you got to just sit around and do nothing for a while. Until the last little bit of their body rolls out of the cage and down into the waves, and it falls into the ocean far, far deep into before it is snatched up by a many-tentacled creature. And then his eyes awaken again to be surrounded by all of their contemporaries. Surrounded by a mutated black beard. A many- Barnacled, bespeckled, giant-armed black Caesar. A large knight covered in chain. And a large, shark-like version of their friend Vane. And at the very back, a horrible monster covered in 
moss and seaweed and sargassum glowing a putrid green in a four-cornered hat and full set regalia stands forward and looks Calico Jack in the Would you like to be joining me again? Or would you like to spend another 60 years in a cage and in the bottom of the ocean? And Calico nods. And then you're back at the clearing with your broken spear right in front of you. Cal takes like a moment of silence and then uh, gathers up the rest of the spear pieces and heads back to the rest of the dive creatures. A police officer, Mark Reeves, is talking to John. So hey, I got that box that you had uh, your wife send you uh, send me. Wait, are we aren't we still in uniform like the ranger uniforms? No, I imagine y'all have like okay dispelled that now. This, this is a few hours later. So yeah, a few hours uh, which like uh, a few about thirty minutes after this, you're questioned by police officers. You're no longer in dispelled it. And John is being questioned by Mark Reeves, one of two police officers. So I got that package that you had your uh, wife send me. That was pretty yeah. nice stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome, man. So, um, which one of you was driving the truck? Uh, Reese. Yeah, definitely Reese. <laughs> Reese looks over with like a look, just like, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was me. Do you have a license for, uh, do you have do you certification uh, for, for, for a tractor trailer? No, I don't. Oh, that's, um, that's, that's going to be something, something. And at that moment, a black car pulls up to the side. And out from the vehicle pops Saul. And Saul looks down and says, Mr. Reeves, if you could get back into the squad car, walk away, I'll let you keep your badge. Oh, oh, uh, absolutely. Sorry, ma'am. Uh, of course. Uh, thank you again, John. And with his tail between his legs, just runs back into his squad car and just drives off. So, Reeves, is it intact? I'm dealing with a really bad control. That's not the question I asked. It's intact. I'm sorry. John, was I speaking to you? Nope, but Reese needs to get to the hospital, and I'm taking him to a hospital. Reese has been sitting here this long. He can last another five minutes. Shin, we spoke about this. Teamwork. And we're talking with the team's boss. Right. Who needs to understand that we're taking Reese to a hospital, and we can talk there. John, can you do me a favor real quick? Sure. Can you, can I, can I see your wrist? Sure. He shows him the wrist without the watch on it. Your other wrist. Should have specified. She reaches over and grabs at your wrist and just squeezes it so inhumanly tight. 
Ooh, your John. grip's almost as good as Henri's. John, I am your friend here. But right now, I want you to understand that there are things I don't need to explain to you. And you're going to have to trust me for why they're important. Mm -hmm. In the back of that truck was something monumentally important to not be taken. It is important that it is intact. It is important that you do not speak during this time while I make certain it's intact. It is important that you understand the chain of command and you let me speak to my associate. I understand that they're probably not in the best condition. That is why I'm asking extremely simple questions to make certain as fast as possible, and she's starting to squeeze your wrist even harder, to make certain as fast as possible about what I'm dealing with. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting, yes. So you tell me, do you know what I'm asking is intact? Yes. And if you were worried about it, you shouldn't have let your men get killed and replaced. She lets go of his wrist. Reese, get your people in line. She then walks on over to the back of the truck and looks inside of it. How many Reese sucks does she see? <laughs> Just the one. Reese looks up at John. So, like, do you want me? To have, like, no control over the situation? Is that what you want? No, I just don't like getting pushed around by people I don't know. I have a slight issue with people, authority figures, sometimes. I'm getting that feeling. Hey, mm -hmm. next time you want to act like a child, don't do it after you had a nice big speech about not being a child. Do you want me to take my, my handkerchief off your head? Or do you want to keep it on while we get you to the hospital? Reese just like tugs it right off their head and hands it, not quite to John, but like near enough to John and drops it onto the ground. And like acts like that's what they meant to do, but really they meant to just kind of throw it at John. They're put, handing put it, it to the other John that they saw. Pretty put much. It back, <laughs> put it back on. And I'm sorry, Reese. You must be in a very difficult situation. Yeah. Kind of like I already told you. Right, right. So, they're always going to be like that, or, or should I just, you know, just not stick up for you, or is that cool? You nod your head, and you let me do the talk. Right. That's going to be real difficult. Saul walks over to Cal after all this and extends a hand. I'm hoping that even though you're the youngest of the group, that you are going to be the most mature, hopefully. Oh, so you're the person we're meeting. Nice to meet you. It's very nice to meet you as well. I'm Saul Joy. I am essentially your boss. I do have one thing to ask of you, though. Next time you jump on the back of a semi-truck, please make certain no one sees you. 
yeah, it uh, it's a bit of a sperm in the decision. She walks back to her car as a bunch of those generic people that are working for Bowen just sort of trail into the back of the semi-truck and begin taking some of them crates they, they literally pick up and they just toss out to the back and they have like expensive science equipment in them and they just don't care until a bunch of them grab the giant crate that was in the back that was covered in straps and pull that along okay let's get me to the hospital you think Henri's working at the hospital lord i hope not but probably is I want you to roll no modifier. Okay. <laughs> uh, high or low, honor you at the hospital. <laughs> Which we'll one do out. you want? <laughs> What's this better for you? It doesn't really matter. Thin. I, I kind of like the idea that she's at the hospital, so it doesn't. I was hoping. <laughs> I mean, you got a 10. So I'm going to say, Henri is not there because it's best that she isn't. Yeah. For John, anyway. <laughs> For Reese, however, I mean, I guess the other doctors are as good as she is. Mm -hmm. Reese is just getting treated for like a concussion. Reese is otherwise perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. I think a doctor's also looking over her body at this point. When Cal a... somehow is not a scratch on him. <laughs> yeah, when when a doc looks over Cal, a uh, doc says, "Goodness, your arm! I, hmm, it's strange." Um. Your records don't say you have any broken bones before, but your arm's been reset. Huh. Must be this well, new computer system. <laughs> other than that, I guess you're perfectly fine. Shinu didn't seem to get hurt pretty much aside from, like, earlier on. It was just covered in sticky goo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which luckily went away when he unmorphed. <laughs> But also, like, wouldn't there have also been uh, the times he got hurt much earlier? Yeah, uh, but that was just to his arm, wasn't it? Yeah. Bruising. Some bruises, probably not much. So yeah, you're more or less fine. Looks over at John. John doesn't seem to be worse for wear. Just, yeah, just Doc looks over as like, all of you seem to be perfectly fine. I'm surprised that... Seatbelts. <laughs> Fair enough. The doc just kind of walks away, leading you all inside a room. Reese is, like, in, in a bed and has pretty much been told, like, you're free to go whenever you're ready. I was, like, wearing a seatbelt. Good if you don't tell the doctors that, Cal. Or Henri. You always wear your seatbelt and your helmet whenever you ride your motorcycle, don't you? But not when I'm riding on the back of a semi. Well, don't tell her you did that. Let's let us, you know. Hey, Cal. Yep. That's pretty bitching of you to just jump on the back of a semi truck for us. Yeah, that was well, pretty cool, kid. I did see some suspicious stuff happen at the school. Like what? While I was doing something for a friend. Well, I saw the bodies of the people who were driving that truck, and then I saw those people suddenly. Like driving the truck, so I was felt obligated to follow. I tried warning you. Did you not hear me? No, I didn't. I uh... also why were we meeting three hours earlier than we were supposed to? I got a call up earlier. I 
I think this is the nature of things for us guys. Yeah. We're not we're not on our own. We have oversight. And I'm sorry. I Nick was a fucking asshole. Just he didn't deserve. It. Yeah. Probably tell one of those uh Bowen Humanicore people that uh, there are some bodies in the botany labs on top of BBU. Just so they don't freak out some people. Does anyone have their phone number? Honestly, I if it's alright with y'all, I'd like to just go home. So Cal, if you wanna make that call, be my guest. Right now. Sweet, I, I can also ask them if they have a replacement for my spear. But I'm there is a replacement for the spear, right? Uh, it kind of broke during that fight. You need to take better care of your stuff. Hey, it was either me or the spear, so I'd prefer not to get broken. So Reese gets the feeling of like, hey, I'd like to head on all back to the uh, to the old drinking hole. I don't think you're supposed to drink with a concussion, Reese. <laughs> He means the bubble dive. That makes a lot more sense. Now who has the concussion? I've had several. So, uh, me and you now, I guess. Let's just head on back. Thank you for listening to episode 6 of Totally Tubular Transform and Dive Ranger. Wear your seatbelt, kids. Our previously on music was Grampus by The Thrill off the Blue Sub Number 6 soundtrack. The opening theme was Open Secret by Sheena Ringo. The music during the Calico flashback was Tail by the Aisha Duo. The closing music you're listening to right now is Face by the Luyas. And the music you're about to hear is Elements by Yoko Kano from the Turning Gundam soundtrack. As always, we have a Twitter, off underscore hour, as well as an email at offhournetwork at gmail.com. Feel free to send us any messages. Tell us if you happen to review our show. Help, maybe even review our show if you want to be so kind. We're always so happy that we can get any kind of listens whatsoever. Honestly, the fact that we've already been able to share this fun, dumb little game that we play with so many more people than would have otherwise heard it. I mean, it would have just been the four of us. The fact that now we have over 100 listens is just absolutely crazy to me. Uh, thank you so much for any of your time at all, especially in these crazy times. Um, stay safe out there. And please stick around for the stinger at the end of the episode. Saul Joy enters a chamber accompanied by two nondescript people in white lab coats, a man and a woman. Saul leads them to the crate. She stares at the crate for a moment before opening it with a crowbar. Inside is a large scepter with an animal-like head at the top and a magical aura about it. Saul hands the scepter to the man and the woman. The woman looks at the scepter with a grin. This will be a fine bargaining chip.
The man responds, We thank you for your diligent work. Saul looks at both of them. I thank you for your continued support. <laughs>